Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy. And joining me is my guest for this week, John Kobaleski. Hi, John. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about minute number 33 that we'll be covering from 32 minutes and zero seconds to 32 minutes, 59 seconds. Uh, just for some reference, we're uh, starting off at the end of uh, Miles sort of uh, intro- reintroducing Birdie, uh, saying she was the youngest editor of Shishi Magazine uh, on top of the world. And our minute ends uh, with Miles saying, that's what I did with Alpha. Uh, and then Andy appears and he decides to uh, change tack. So yeah, I guess overall uh, opinions about this minute. Well, we get to kind of get, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> We're finding out uh, why Birdie needed to be rehabbed. Although, yeah, <laughs> we got a little bit of that at the party at the very, very beginning, where she just tweets racist stuff over and over again. Yeah, then just get a little bit of a of a touch of going through Duke and Claire and Lionel. Uh, you know, Miles's viewpoint on them and who they are. Uh, as we're going through. So we're kind of getting a bit of the greatest hits as Miles sees it. And it feels like uh, sort of less and less complimentary as he goes. And I don't know whether that's because we're starting out with Birdie, who uh, might just sort of own the whole, like we talked about in the last minute, uh, saying what everyone is thinking right uh, right to get to like Claire and Lionel who are clearly uncomfortable with how Miles is framing their disruptorness right and they're right establishment bs off top of the world but then well hmm. then there was the whole thing with the halloween costume oh. it was a tribute to beyonce but people did not take it that way Anyway, I had a lot of time at home. Mm-hmm. I just spent all my time oh, in Oh, in sweatpants. <laughs> she comes out with designer, high-quality, comfortable sweatpants just as a pandemic hits. She disrupted her own disruption. She made a killing. And they're more um, respected professionals. Yeah. You know, she's a politician and he's a scientist, as opposed to Bertie, who is a model and a face uh and what would have been considered an influencer even back in her day yeah and then duke more of a modern day influencer alpha male and look at duke you think people looked at him and saw anything other than the beef you think they saw the first influencer to have a million followers on twitch yes i did there it is deal with it hello and what about claire you know soccer mom in beige throwing grenades into machine politics Lionel, he, he didn't wait 10 years looking on the taint of academia to get permission to start pushing the boundaries of science. He just did it. It definitely relates to uh, just about every uh, uh, toxic masculine jerk yeah. <laughs> that you could that you can think about. Um, <laughs> that so. Uh, so, yeah, so we kind of start off with uh, the least the least offended by. Miles' right. stuff, uh, because they really did need his help. Claire, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, I think stepping on somebody else's minute, they talk about Claire, uh, you know, when they all met, she had 
you know, just lost a run for some council seat. Right. Um, and Lionel was just, I don't know if he was teaching. I kind of forgot a little bit where he was yeah. at that moment. But those are two people who would probably have been okay. Yeah. Um, and in, it is what also, they were doing. I, I think it's it's notable that, you know, for both Birdie and Duke, um, the uh, attention, the fame is the key and really not how we got there right so right. so claire uh is you know in politics she's trying to push forward policy that you know uh she thinks is a good idea lionel's you know sort of doing the same with with science for birdie and duke um it's you know oh birdie was well i mean she was the editor of Shishi magazine uh but there's also uh you know, Duke's description isn't anything about the content of what he's putting out there. He's just the first person with a million followers on Twitch. Right. Well, we've seen a little bit of his content early on when the boxes yes. show up, <laughs> when he's doing a live stream. And I, I can't remember the specific, but there's something also about whiskey in there. Like she yeah. might, she might've said something like I'm paraphrasing just barely what I remember of just like, you know, here, here are my breasts. Yeah. If you can't handle it um <laughs> type of thing so for both effectively of, for both of them fame is what it is and we i don't think we find out here but there's something with duke and rhino horn uh yeah. reptile dysfunction pills uh boner yeah. pills as they say and uh so he's he's also you know you've you've got people who are who are just you know fame is everything for them there is there is nothing else of substance with them. They're just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, uh, we'll uh, not to um, get too far ahead. We do find out that, you know, Duke wasn't always this, uh, you know, sort of alpha male posturing, uh, you know, wearing a holster on his crotch uh, sort of guy. Right. So um, yeah, I think it is. I think, I think, miles calls him a nerd yeah um although i have this question too are are guns waterproof because he's I, in the know, water. When he gets out he, and he starts shooting it off i'm like is that i don't know much about guns but i always thought <laughs> i always thought that doesn't work from what i know about movies you know he, he does i mean he does have james bond on hand to <laughs> you know if anyone's true. gonna know whether that's gonna right that's gonna work i think right uh yeah, no, we, it definitely have... is sort of a. I'm not sure what sort of. I'm not sure what sort of utility he's getting out of that, but it seems to mostly be like this will fire after it's been submerged in water, which is important because I have my speedo holster. Right, that could that happen. <laughs> I I might be swimming at any time, and right? Need, and yeah. need to shoot off into the air like I'm Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely got a, you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, swimming pool doctrine, uh, I guess moat doctrine. As a, <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, we get into um, a bit of why Birdie came up with Sweetie Pants, that oh, she was yeah. sort of spending some time at home after uh, she just describes it as the thing with the Halloween costume it was a tribute to Beyonce, but people did not take it that way. Yeah, uh, we don't get any elaboration. I think it's you know fairly clear what's going on here, but um, yeah, I do get... find it interesting that uh, Blanc doesn't really 
react to that. Uh, we do see uh, Peg sort of, you know, inhales. Yeah, uh, yeah. she kind of blows out her cheeks a little bit or something. Like yeah. She, it's definitely a Peg take. Yeah. She yeah. had she had to deal with, with yes. her being in blackface, <laughs> which is obviously from yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we we know why she was on the outs. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Miles describes the whole sweetie pants thing as disrupting her own disruption. Right, right. Which is kind of an interesting. I mean, he so it's interesting that he approaches it from that angle, calling you know, uh, you know, Birdie <laughs> doing blackface and having to spend time at home. Uh, that he characterizes that as her own disruption. Like that's part of, and I guess that follows from what we were saying yesterday about, um, sure. you know, the whole, she's saying it like she sees it. She right. says what's on everyone's mind um, that he's viewing that as, you know, a, a disrupt, like there's, it, there doesn't seem to be a good or bad quality to disruption. It's just is disruptive or is not disruptive. Well, he, he, he definitely isn't giving it a a bad connotation. Yeah. But the way he talks about disruption does seem like it's the thing that needs to be done. Right. Yeah. So it, it does feel like he thinks it's a positive spin. Probably if you asked him about it specifically, he would have said, there's no problem. She just yeah. says it like she sees it. So I think I think he's putting a positive spin on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is I think that's interesting because I mean even Birdie when she's talking about it, like does seem to genuinely like realize like, oh yeah, probably you know that that she's thinking like, oh, I meant well, but that she does see that people did not agree. So right. And yeah, she may have the teeniest bit of perhaps remorse. She yeah. just, she just doesn't, she's, she's dim. Yeah. <laughs> she's not but, very smart. And so she can easily say stupid stuff without thinking and maybe, maybe kind of get why people were offended, but yeah. not completely. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some part of her that still thinks, you know, that she shouldn't have had to, you know, go oh, sure. into, uh, you know, staying at home, but as Mouse points out, that that resulted in sweetie pants. So right, uh, uh, and and that also lends itself to uh, we were talking maybe a little bit about it last time that some people, you know, being home, um, having to be home, having to be whatever, refocus them in some way about yeah. what they were doing or what was important to them or. Mm -hmm. You know, people bought dogs, people cooked bread. Yeah. Uh, which there's a little people bit did of did cook bread. There's a little bit of a bread joke with uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're right. He's holding like is it like oh, what is it, sourdough bread that you have to have yeah. a starter? And yes. he, he's basically got that in his hand when he answers the door. He's got some flour on him. Um so but it yeah, it definitely is a reflection of what happened during that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, as we sort of get through Bertie's disruption, uh, we do have Duke coming in um, and uh, Miles sort of taking his hand off of Whiskey's knee, uh, which is an interesting sort of 
thing to do. Sure. Uh, and one thing that is noted in the commentary, and I wanted to know your take on this, was that Ryan Johnson points out the sound design, um, just the sound of, you know, the couch squeaking when Duke sits in it. <laughs> uh, and in, like, I don't think he explicitly pointed it out, but um, he points it out when Duke sits down and when Duke flexes his pecs. Yeah. Uh, there's like a little like squeak. Like, <laughs> uh, but I think it's interesting that, you know, in the scene, we see Duke sit down and the couch squeaks and then Lionel sits down and the couch, you know, whatever he's sitting on squeaks a little bit, but like clearly less. And it just feels like, I don't know. I don't know what that says about their characters. I mean, Duke is very, he's not really like sitting down so much as he's just kind of dropping himself in a chair. Right. And um, he's, he's in kind of a lounge position Yeah, with yeah. a, I mean, even though he's still wearing his Speedo, he yeah. has a, a, some kind of wrap around his waist and it definitely is sort of presenting. Yeah. Yeah. He's, his, he's doing a little bit of stuff. spreading there. Yeah. yeah. And which might be, you know, that might be tactical purposes to get the gun out quicker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Miles says, you know, he's the first person to have a million people on Twitch, that's when he says, here it is, deal with it, and does a couple right. peck flexes. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's completely here it is, deal with it. Once again, one of those right kind of attitudinal, hey man, if I'm I'm too much for you. Too bad, baby. Flexi, flexi. Yeah, it, it is sort of the like that is the idea that it you know something might be too much for people is what Duke really likes. Yeah, uh, it seems like. Um, and I mean, also just we've mentioned it before, but I'm just really glad that uh, Dave Batista's doing stuff like this. I, he's really good at. I he's just I. He's great. Um, he's I'm, very funny. Yeah, he's he's very good in this. I I am, I am a, I, I am not as big a fan of Dave Batista as other people are. Mm -hmm. I I feel like he's definitely worked within his strengths. Yeah. So you know he was definitely good in this. Yeah. Um. I think he's okay as Drax. Yeah, I, I think you could have had just about anybody in there. Not just about anybody, but, you know, I don't, I, you know, I haven't seen the third movie yet. Um, you know, I thought he was okay in in the Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a lot to do there. So I, I'm I'm a little less over the top. I'm, I'm le less than other people. Um, yeah. But he's a perfect guy for this, you know, having all the tattoos. Uh, everything like that. I did wonder. We do get a scene later on when we see him clenching his fists, and he yeah. has a tattoo of the Superman logo on one of his fingers. Yeah. And I was thinking, do they have to clear that? With that's a good question. With Warner Brothers to show that. I don't know. I really don't. You know, it's a it's those legalities are are real now. I don't know. It's just just kind of funny. Just came up in my brain. Yeah, for sure. There's just a lot going on. I think that is just looking into this that I think that's yeah, that's just Dave Batista's tattoos. Yeah, uh, yeah completely. <laughs> so, uh yeah, so then we move on to um, you know, sort of the folks who are less enthused with Miles' description of their disruption. Uh he I forget what the um line is. He does describe Claire as beige. 
a soccer Which, mom in beige. Soccer mom in beige. That's and what she is. and her face just reacts like, "What are you saying about me?" Yeah, uh, like someone who is called a soccer mom in beige. Like, yes, yeah, she's yeah, completely. you know, and, not and okay listen, with that. listening to Ryan Johnson's commentary, he talked about the uh, um, the wardrobe. Yeah, and that when uh, Catherine Hahn shows up for the fittings or whatever, every because they're in you know they're in Greece and it's beautiful and everyone's got all this stuff. She walks up to her rack of stuff. It's just like, oh god, this is what I'm <laughs> where. And I somewhere along the line, I guess it's maybe the pool scene uh, before this happens. It was her idea to have sunscreen on and not on very well. It's a little blotchy. Yeah. And I think later on when we're seeing her, whatever kind of tan or maybe even slight burn we're seeing does match up with her poorly applied sunscreen. <laughs> that's that's very good just from a, you know, it was someone's job to keep <laughs> continuity straight on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, yep, no, yep. we got to make sure it, it goes in the right places. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lionel, who, I mean, there's, he doesn't directly insult Lionel, but he does... The way he phrases it is, uh, I believe, uh, did Lionel spend 10 years sucking the taint of academia? I, I did to... watch this just before we got on. Oof. I believe he was talking about that he didn't want to wait 10 years licking on the taint of academia. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Yes, like, it's, it's just and it's, viscerally, and it's, de- ugh. it's definitely one of those like, you know, bro guy type of things, you know an explanation definitely one of a a thing that that someone like miles would say is just like look at me i'm being so crass and edgy and stuff like that when when talking about lionel um yeah and the, the weird thing is here's something about lionel that i i don't quite get i don't i don't feel his motivation to let miles run his life the way I, the way I do with everybody else. Um, you know, Claire, Claire is less. So, I mean, we, you know, it gets mentioned when they have the flashback to the bar that she had just lost some race. Mm -hmm. So obviously, and we, I, we get this in early on when she has the interview in her home, the interviewer mentions that her race is being bankrolled by miles. Right. So we know a political race takes money. Right. And Lionel is obviously the head of some of Miles's scientific think tank, hoo-ha, igloo somewhere. And he's doing stuff. But we don't really have an idea of what his stuff is. All right. we know is that Miles sends him faxes with just batshit crazy stuff. One of them, you know, child equals NFT. I don't remember right. what they called it, but somehow it bankrolled, I guess, the their science place? Something? Yes, the, the CryptoKids app. CryptoKids app. There we go. <laughs> but we don't get a feel for what what Lionel is getting out of this. Like, like we we don't have any he... yeah we don't have anything about wow I really wanted to do research in this. 
it would have yeah. taken me so much money and I would have to spend a, a decade near the taint of science. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that um, yeah. in order to do it. And I may never get to do it. So we don't, we don't know what he's getting out of this. All we ever see is him being Miles's, you know, science lackey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, in sort of like looking at how he reacts, I, I think that's, I think it is partly just, you know, funding in the same way that, that Claire is having a campaign funded, you know, science requires funding. Um, it, it seems to me like he does still have, you know, Miles is being crass, obviously, but it, it feels like Lionel still has a respect for academia that Miles clearly does not. Sure, sure. Um and yeah, it, it is sort of a, you know, it's odd. I guess it's it might not necessarily be odd that, I mean, someone's going to be, you know, uh, heading up whatever, uh, again, big air quotes, science division is going on. I, I have no idea what is happening in the, you know, Willy Wonka factory of <laughs> Alpha. But um you it know, seem... you know that they're funding Oompa Loompas, right? There's some sort you of, know, they're, they're funding some kind of clone, like in, like, you know, if you've ever seen David Cronenberg's The Brood, you know, <laughs> weird little sexist, sexless yeah. beings that they can just, you know, ab abuse and make do things. Yeah. But it, it feels as though, I mean, someone's going to be in that role. It seems it, it does kind of strike me as odd that Lionel is not only okay with, you know, putting up with miles in this way, but that he's willing to go along with it. And as we, uh, you know, find out in that first scene where we meet him that, you know, if, uh, something goes wrong with, uh, sort of miles new, uh, crazy energy uh, source. Yeah. Wh wh whatever, uh is going into that 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 will ruin lionel's career yeah um yeah. so it is kind of a high risk situation that it doesn't feel like lionel like what yeah why is why is lionel taking this risk we don't know we don't know what he's getting out of this it, it feels like uh to me at least it feels like part of what he's got going on is that he i feel like with these suggestions that Miles is sending, I don't know that Lionel has a very good grip on like what is going to be successful and what is not. Sure. Uh, he's sort of just doing this um, to keep and, whatever and... funding that we don't know about, I guess. Right. So it does seem like, you know, part of it is just complacency on Lionel's part sure. um, that he's willing to go along with it because, Hey, it's worked in the past. Um, you that's know. true does he does he use the, the whole uh paraphrasing the whole madness looks like madness whatever something looks like madness yeah. before it's genius because it yeah. works or some 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 crappy crappy yeah. saying like that that only you know makes sense when it works doesn't make sense right. when it doesn't you know the whole uh was it, I'm sorry, was it Uber for, for biospheres? Yes, Uber yes. for biospheres. It's like, what? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's somebody who's just taking their refrigerator poetry 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Writing it on a fax and sending it in the middle of the night. Yeah. It, it yeah, his faxes do seem to have like the he's got a table somewhere and he's got uh, you know, a D one hundred and he's just gonna roll it and all right, this is what <laughs> I'm gonna send to, to Lionel. But it it feels as though Lionel I don't know. I just as someone who is like um Well, you're a science person. Yes, I, I've done some work with, you know, regulated um regulatory agencies just any sort of regulation i cannot fathom the way lionel is just like well i'm gonna keep going with it. sure sure like, yeah it just seems like you'd want to keep that a little more controlled and a little more hey maybe tying my entire career to miles isn't the best idea whereas for you know someone like duke uh or even birdie um it feels a little bit more like, okay, well, there's not really, well, in, I guess in Birdie's case, she did do something that, you know, could have been career ending and that turned into an opportunity to make sweatpants. So, right. right. And it, it just and, seems. And Claire, Claire also needs, she needs the money. She's right. A, she's a political animal. And, you know, we know um, that, you know, people who give, give money gets, get uh get favors and yeah. you know that's what that's what that's what lionel is asking in terms of whatever it is regulatory or or they're yeah. going to build some sort of crazy hydrogen crystal factory or some right. power plant something like that that's where you that's where you use some of olympus oh my i cannot even <laughs> imagine like whatever would going into scaling up the energy source for the glass onion that sure that seems like a nightmare um so yeah we we get through i guess running through our disruptors and we get to miles saying you know that's what that's what i did with alpha that's what i did with alpha and then, um, dun, dun, and then dun. andy appears and he i i don't even think he finishes saying the word alpha he that's what i did with al uh, that's and, and i mean goes, that's kind that's yeah. what we did with Alpha yeah. <laughs> once she shows up. So clearly, you know, a lot going on with uh, the interaction between Andy and Miles. But um, this does seem like, you know, he got a little out over his skis in terms of just taking credit for things. Because it feels like that's the other thing that I guess I get from Miles is he feels like someone who takes credit for stuff. Yep. Um and obviously, and, that's the that's the crux of the entire <laughs> the entire yeah. uh, right, right. And, and the lawsuit, of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just sort of interesting watching him, you know, doing what is natural, saying that's what I did with Alpha, um, regardless of what you know actual input he had. It seems like, you know, at least for the science stuff that Lionel is doing most of that, um, that when confronted with Andy's presence, he, he will like backtrack and sort of, I guess, pay a little bit of deference to this wasn't all just me. Um, but that is also, you know, there's just a lot going on uh, with but, those but, two. Yeah. And he's also a coward, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, he, he killed Andy, so he doesn't understand why she's there. <laughs> So there's, I, I'm a little surprised, having watched it a couple of times, I'm a yeah. little surprised that his reactions to her just showing up 
are not more crazy, you know, right. um, that he's just rolling with it. Right. And I guess, I mean, I did have to think this back. Obviously we know that Helen finds Andy's box. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like miles maybe sent the box to her to kind of cover his tracks. Yeah. Or to, I, I don't know if I, I may be a little bit off on the timeline of this, of if he sent the boxes and then went and confronted her, or if he confronted her first and then sent out all the boxes. So I think it was, I think he, I think the boxes are sent prior to him confronting Andy um, because he mentions that his uh, puzzle box guy barely got them done in time. Right. Um, Which I mean, suggests to me that, you know, the idea of sending out the puzzle boxes was, you know, probably a while ago. And so it's taken a while for that to be built and then sent. Um, Which is also another, I guess, example of him taking credit for something, you know, when those boxes appear on screen for the first time, it's like, oh my goodness, look at this thing Miles did. Right. Um, And no, he's got a puzzle guy. But yeah, he takes, he takes a lot of credit for the, you know, for everybody else's work. That's, that's why I think he's just, he's a, he's a rich boy. I think he's just a rich boy that uh that has bought his way into just about everything yeah so uh i guess anything else you want to discuss for uh minute 33 no i think that's it okay um so i guess one of the questions that we're sort of um kicking around uh because it is the wednesday episode um do you have any uh thoughts or opinions on the so far announced sequel uh but i don't think we'd know anything beyond that ryan johnson has started writing it what are your thoughts on more of these movies i'm i'm down for it i'm completely down for it i can't uh you know i i will be excited i'm i might even get into a theater to see it yeah (laughs) um yeah uh, yeah i'm i'm super excited i think it's a great idea um i know that there was after just after last onion came out there was a joking bunch of tweets uh, where they're just saying need to take Benoit Blanc and have a Muppet mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Johnson actually jumped in and said, I have too much, like, basically I have too much respect for the Muppets. <laughs> I I don't think I could make a good Muppet movie or a good mystery with both of them together. Yeah, yeah, which which was great. I mean, I think at some point it would be funny if there was just sort of a joking version of it after after yeah after Benoit Blanc becomes part of our uh, becomes part of our uh, you know consciousness pop yeah. culture consciousness that that gets done and somewhere you can find it on YouTube. Somebody did a trailer for it mm-hmm. where they took a bunch of muppet uh footage from different movies especially <laughs> from the uh great muppet caper and, <laughs> and stuff of benoit blanc and it cuts together so well it's just a a, a masterpiece it really really is but i'm i'm down for it whatever he does I, i've said this the last time i think i like knives out uh mm-hmm. better than better than glass onion but i yeah. i really enjoyed glass onion it it 
it's a great ride. It's got a lot of great craft. It definitely is worth watching again and seeing all the little stuff and, you know, it, it, and brilliant actors too. Um, you can't, yeah. you know, Ryan Johnson is put, you know, uh, loading these things with people who are great and yeah. you know isn't our minute but it was just hilarious that ethan hawk shows up on the dock sprays everyone in the mouth <laughs> and then walks away <laughs> and is no longer in the movie yep, or and- yeah just having you know who was it steven sondheim kareem abdul jabbar natasha leone and uh and angela lansbury yeah angela lansbury to Hang out and play some Among Us with uh, yeah. with Benoit Blanc. Yeah, and and I guess the thing with Ethan Hawke was that I mean, not nearby, nearby, but somewhere nearby. Yeah, he was shooting Moon Knight. Yeah, and I don't know who. I, I think somebody got in touch with somebody else, and they were just like, "Hey, come on over here for a day and do this little thing." <laughs> and he's just like, "Okay, there we go." Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I guess who is going to show up in the next. I my understanding is he wants to uh, sort of call these, uh, you know, a Benoit Blanc mystery as opposed to a Knives Out uh, mystery. And I think uh, I think after the success of this the second one, I think he can definitely yeah. do that. But it is it's interesting to see. You know, I and mean, it, the first one was so. Uh, both of these are very. Agatha Christie sort of inspired. Uh, And so watching, I I am all for, you know, having Benoit Blanc be Ryan Johnson's Poirot or Miss Marple. Just like, here's the person we're going to follow around and we're going to watch them solve stuff. And it's going to be cool. Yeah. And I think one thing that he's mentioned is that, and this was something he brought up before and in the commentary, uh, if you want to, doesn't matter. The, uh, he he said that he doesn't want Benoit Blanc to be the pro- protagonist. And yeah. I feel like in the first movie, he's not. Yeah. He's definitely the observer. But because we get a much better sense of his personality and his sort of, because of the whole thing in the bathtub, really. Yeah. That, you know, he he has kind of flaws. It made him less of a of a superhero. Um, and I think, I think up until, I feel like he is the protagonist up until we get to the midway point and we get the reset of knowing, and then really it's is the protagonist. So, but Benoit is, Benoit Blanc is definitely more involved. You know, there's little, there's little thing, you know, just the thing of like him getting hot sauce in his eyes and he goes shit balls. Yeah, um, that was that was the wrong accent there. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was another. It was just a random southern accent. <laughs> um, but we we get we get more of who he is. So yeah. I think I think that's great. And so yeah, I'm I'm down for it. I'm completely. And I like that. Yeah, obviously he has a a, a history that is beyond these movies you know in the first movie we find out there there's a write-up in the new yorker um mm-hmm. i think somewhere somewhere in the beginning when he's meeting all the people there was a bit of like i can't remember what it was you know it was just like oh yeah you solved the mystery of uh, the ballerina and her yeah. coffee mug or something like that 
Um, so there's these sort of famous cases that he does. Right. And I think that's great that they all kind of stand on their own, even though this is placed at a specific time of 2020. You could see Knives Out happening after this. Yeah. You know, they 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 don't need to be in any specific time period. Yeah. And, in relationship think, to each other. Yeah. And I, I think your your point um about you know the real protagonists of these movies, I, I think that's also I, I'm really interested to see how that goes going forward. Uh, you know, it was interesting to watch uh in Knives Out Marta deal with both her uh response to lying, uh, but also trying to get out of this. It was, you know. I, I really enjoyed this watching uh, uh, Andy slash Helen uh, make her way through the movie. So yeah, I'm interested to see, uh, I guess, where we go with Blanc from here, and yeah, who will who will see in the sequel? Yeah, I'm All right. down, I'm down for that madness. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, everyone. Uh, if you can go ahead and rate and review us uh, on your uh, sort of service of choice please subscribe to the show on your podcatcher of choice um and please check out glass onion minutes twitter uh at glass onion minute all one word uh john anything you'd like to plug today sure uh once again i do a syndicated comic strip a completely unfamous one called daddy days <laughs> and days is spelled not like seven of them in a week but d-a-z-e mm-hmm. basic premise loosely based on me and my son uh the baby that is my son speaks only in the word ba which my son did when he was (laughs) six months old the father in the strip based on me can understand him um and he talks much more than an infant in in many ways much uh smarter than an infant ever was so uh think of it a little bit like you know lassie barks and people understand (laughs) r2d2 beeps people understand Give it a read and try to figure out whether the father is actually translating it or whether it's about a parent slowly losing their mind. <laughs> All right. Um, you well, can find sorry, you can find it at oh, daddy yeah. sorry, daddydayscomic.com. All right. Uh well again, thank you for for uh joining today, John, and we'll see all of you tomorrow for another glass onion minute. Excuse me. Darren, cut that out. I coughed.